listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, joined today by Leah Moses with Intermountain Medical Group, talking about the third trimester of pregnancy. Elliot, you're a certified nurse midwife. You're with Intermountain Healthcare Medical Group, and you're going to kind of uh, talk us through about, you know, some of the questions that you've heard from expectant moms when it comes to uh, the third trimester. And then also just kind of, you know, walk us through what that third trimester normally looks like. Um, and it all starts at what, about 25 weeks is where your third trimester starts? Yeah, we say right, usually around like 25, 28 weeks is uh, the third trimester, uh-huh, all the way to 40 and sometimes even 41. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell the pregnant woman that, Leah. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have talked about that, that due date, that due window. Uh, and it does definitely vary. Um, but now that we're into our third trimester, um, I don't want to say we have a, a better idea of when that due date may be, because it, of course, has a lot of variables. But we are definitely starting to see um, more when it comes to you know how our baby is measuring and, and what all of that is looking like uh, as we head into the third trimester. Yep, that's right. Really, it's the time for a lot of change. I mean, this is if we thought that second trimester was exponential growth, third trimester really feels like exponential growth for a lot of moms. You know, they really start having that sometimes that round ligament pain increases, comes back. Um, There can be Braxton Hicks contractions that are those practice contractions that you start feeling. There's a lot of questions about you know, labor itself and what is it going to look like? You know, what will my baby look like? How will my birth actually happen um who's going to be there lots of questions that you can answer together with your partner um, and your labor support person and and your provider and but i'll say too there's a lot of questions um that you can't necessarily answer completely in the sense of yeah we can ask all the questions and we can get the answers of what it might look like or what we want it to look like but there are so many variables too then when it comes to you know nearing the end of your third trimester and and when labor and delivery actually kind of come into play. I know for me, everyone would always ask uh, with my last pregnancy, you know, oh, what's your birth plan? What's what's this going to, what do you want? You know, what do you want it to look like? I'm like, I want to have a human. I want to have a baby. That's what my birth plan is. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we can all say like, oh, you know, all, all the perfect world scenarios. But, you know, one of my biggest things was, yeah, I'm going to ask all the questions to get as many of the answers as I can get. But I don't want to set myself up with unrealistic expectations either. Sure. So it's really important to be flexible. That's where education comes into play. So we've talked before about how the Intermountain website has um, several different classes. They're actually online right now. You can either scan in a QR code or go to the link and find out uh, more about the labor and birth classes. They're breastfeeding. They're supposed postpartum class. And those are usually taught by really experienced providers or nurses who have who can share a lot of information and kind of just help you understand um, you know, the the basics of that topic. And then you can start to create what you feel like might be possible for you as far as, like you're saying, a birth plan. But as you move through third trimester, really where 
looking at like quite a bit of change in growth, right? And then also a lot of change in emotion too. And that's where the more you know is as far as normal growth and development and what's happening, the more you can prepare for what's upcoming. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the ways um, that you can prepare for the unknown um, is the group B strep test. That is really important when it comes to not only you know you as an expectant mom being prepared for labor and delivery but for your doctor for your hospital to be prepared for your labor and delivery as well yep and it's super simple it's nothing to be worried about so in the third trimester after 28 weeks you'll most likely start seeing your provider midwife ob um, every two weeks and that's where we'll check for fundal height which is the growth between the pubic bone and then the top of the bump that what we call the fundus and that usually matches up as far as um, growth patterns in that same number of centimeters as the number of weeks. So we'll do that. And then at 36 weeks, we start um, we start having seeing you every every week. So that's a, it's a lot more frequent to do that fundal height and also listen to baby's heart rate. And then at 36 weeks, we do two different things. One is to check and make sure baby's in the right position, head down. And then the other is this group B strep test, like you mentioned. Super simple, it's a little swab. We send it to the lab, it comes back. When people hear strep, they think like, oh, strep throat, right? You think of all those like wintertime, I need my throat coat tea, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Different kind of strep. <laughs> so this strep is really common. It's in men, women, kids. It's it's something that really doesn't affect us. We don't really see symptoms. But when it's present vaginally and a baby's born through a group B strep positive um, vaginal um, canal, then you end up with the potential for some neuro issues. And what we do is, easy to test, find out. If you're positive, then when you're in labor, we'll give mom some antibiotics. And then um, if it happens that mom delivers before that full course, then we'll treat baby. But so it's nothing to be concerned about or worried about. It's just something that is, it's easy to test and easy to treat. And like we've talked about before, we live in a pretty high resource area. There are moms all over the world who don't have access to any labs. And so for us to be able to do that and know ahead of time can be really helpful. So typically the antibiotics is something you don't even really notice. We just want you to arrive in time um, and during your labor for us to be able to, to give um, give the right right dose and amount that you need. So that's that's the group beta strep. If you're negative for group beta strep, no worries, nothing else to do. And it can vary pregnancy to pregnancy. Mm -hmm. uh, I tested positive for it in my last pregnancy, and I and that was one of the questions I thought was this is this something that is going to happen again, or what, how does this work? What what does this look like? And you know, my doctors know it. You could you could be positive this time, negative next time, both positive, both negative, you know, all the things. But um, but yeah, I can attest to the fact that I mean, it was the test was easy. Uh, you don't know the antibiotics are even happening and you know it's it's, comes and goes tbs does and it's not an sti so it's nothing to be worried about there yep just something that's actually a pretty normal part of life yeah absolutely um and then high blood pressure is another thing i mean not just in the third trimester we're of course monitoring this all throughout the course of pregnancy but it's really important to keep an extra close eye on it during the third trimester Yep, we'll test your, we'll do your vital signs, so and temperature and heart rate and blood pressure each time you come in for a prenatal visit. Like I said, you know, your visits start getting closer together in the third trimester. One thing that um, that we do know and studies show that it's not, not for every mom, but sometimes blood pressure does increase in pregnancy. And we see fluctuations in first, second, and third trimester, slightly different from each other. And then in third trimester, 
It's a little bit more common for first-time moms than experienced moms. However, we do know that high blood pressure actually can develop in pregnancy. So some of it has to do with that higher blood volume and other factors. But when, um, when we do see that pressure creeping up, then we may do um, like a second pressure at the end of the visit, a couple of labs that go along with that. And every once in a while, there's something called preeclampsia, which I think most people are pretty aware of or have heard of before. There's a whole spectrum from just high blood pressure alone to issues with organs. And that's where labs can help us to determine what to do next. And in certain circumstances, you know, it actually is important to have a baby come a little bit early. We'll typically recommend at term, which is 37 weeks, when a baby's lungs are mostly developed and, there's, and they're able to come out into the breathing world, usually just fine. Um, 37 weeks will, will induce instead if there are issues with blood pressure. Now that can vary, of course, from woman to woman, but that's kind of our general rule of thumb. And there are very specific guidelines for that that we follow in the obstetric world, no matter if you see a midwife or a physician. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we talked a little bit about, of course, third, master, third trimester and you know the change in the baby's growth and measuring that. Um, but we are, of course, as expected moms still seeing a lot of change and growth as well in the third trimester. Yep, you really end up having a lot of times those symptoms that happen in the first trimester come back, that increased fatigue, some discomfort. Um, you know, as your belly expands, you're again changing your wardrobe and might get down to like those last few things that are actually fitting. <laughs> and uh, I think actually there's probably more uh, stylish pregnancy clothes now than probably ever before. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, you've got to see, you just gotta accept the bump and 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 it, it will all be okay. Um, yeah, so for sure, increased fatigue and discomfort though can happen. So that round ligament pain that you might've uh, felt before really does sometimes for some women increase in third trimester. And they um, and they end up having to do, you know, more often that warm compress, a warm shower, some Tylenol is safe and normal in pregnancy. And then also every once in a while things get like intense enough that we refer to pelvic PT. So there actually are physical therapy specialists that specialize in women's health that can that can help out with um, with that discomfort. You know, it's extra fluid in your body, so you might be get swollen hands and feet. Make sure to elevate, still hydrate. Still important to have um, that increased hydration in pregnancy. And then you know there are several other things too. You might notice when you're sleeping that you're really having a hard time. I mean, waking up to go to the bathroom can just be so frustrating, you know, when, especially when it's multiple times a night. I usually will tell moms, don't worry, it's good practice for waking up when your baby cries and you need a diaper change or you need to feed in the middle of the night. It's like, it's like practice. Yeah, that's what I think too. It's just preparing your body to constantly be awake. <laughs> yep, exactly. Or at least to awaken at um, increments that you didn't before. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, for best blood flow, lay on your left side, use a pillow. There are lots of different kinds of pregnancy pillows. You don't need anything fancy. You can literally use a couch pillow between your knees. That's kind of usually a little bit more firm. Just aligns the pelvis and helps your knees to widen a little bit so that when you're sleeping, you can stay more comfortable. It's okay if you wake up laying on your back, turn over on your left side again and fall back asleep. Yeah, exactly. And third trimester is also a time if, you know, if you're choosing to do so or haven't already, uh, but to sign up for some prenatal classes. Yeah, that's a great time. So third trimester, really, you know, you're showing 
it's become more obvious. Um, even if you've experienced a birth before, or even if you've attended a birth before, maybe, you know, a sister, mom, cousin, friend, um, it's actually pretty important for you to know on your own and discover not only normal physiologic and anatomy changes, but also to understand more about what your options are. You know, uh, labor and delivery class can be great. So where are you going to deliver? With what kind of provider? What, what does a facility offer? Um, a lot of times, too, preparing that hospital bag is a good thing to do in the third trimester. And, you know, it's, um, you don't have to do it too early, but it can be helpful. Most facilities that you walk into will have everything you need, down right down to the toothbrush. You know, we're happy to help. But if you want to bring some things for your own comfort, that can be great. A lot of uh, labor classes will, will talk about that. And then also classes on breastfeeding too, just understanding that your breasts are changing in the third trimester. Some women will start to leak a little bit of colostrum and a breastfeeding class can help you understand what's coming, what does that really look like? What what are the benefits of breastfeeding and for mom and baby? And how can you, um, where can you get help after delivery for continued support to continue breastfeeding if that's your choice? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, also, talking to your provider learning more about um you know, labor signs and what what that looks like uh when it comes down to it what we should be um you know paying attention to or, or conscious of and you learn a lot about that of course in some of those final prenatal visits yep that's true so if you're doing some classes and there are so many available like we talked about the intermountain website has some really great links to very um brief and really information packed um classes that are taught by experienced nurses and providers and those can be extremely helpful especially to sit down with your partner also or your labor support person so you both are on the same page about about what to expect and like you mentioned you know labor and delivery is something different for each woman even if you've had a baby before so mm -hmm. For labor signs, you know, it, during pregnancy, we talk about the warning signs, which sometimes seem a little bit scary. So vaginal bleeding in pregnancy, not okay, especially if it's bleeding like a period. You need to get to an emergency room as soon as you can. That's really uncommon. However, normal signs and exciting signs can be, for example, a mucus plug. So not like a wine cork it really is <laughs> like it's a little bit snotty and can have some blood tinge to it because as the cervix starts to efface which is thinning out and dilate which is opening up those little blood vessels can burst and then you end up with a little bit of bloody mucus we call it bloody show sometimes again remember nothing's t uh, tmi in in your clinic visits so you can always talk to your provider about it it's nothing to like you know, go in and get checked out about, that's just totally normal and fine. Other labor signs too, especially number one that women ask about all the time is what is a contraction? What does it feel like? Um, when should I call? If I start having contractions, should I go in right away? Well, the general rule of thumb is about the 511 or 411. So a contraction a minute, a minute long and lasting, and that's where your whole belly is tightening up and lasting for about one minute, right? And then also um, a few minutes break and then the contraction coming back again. And if that's the if that's going on for at least an hour or two hours, that's the time that you want to probably call in and see what to do next and make the new plan. Yeah, and and that's the thing, you know, the, that communication with your provider, with your doctor, with your midwife, you know, and like you mentioned, nothing's off the table. <laughs> Ask the questions, you know, talk about what's going on. Um, and and have that you know open dialogue and communication because you know a lot of women 
don't know right away, uh, you know, when should I call my doctor? When should I go to the hospital? What what should I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and we do. We always say, I mean, every pregnancy can be so different. And so what kind of as a, a general rule of thumb from, you know, a provider standpoint, um, when is it that time, you know, to to call the doctor or to head to the hospital and say, okay, it's go time. Right, most common question for sure. And each provider is gonna explain it in a little bit of a different way. But when you start having contractions in that 511 pattern, that's a good time to call and um, just check in with your provider and find out what to do next. Sometimes in certain circumstances, providers have women call labor and delivery, um, and then a charge nurse can talk with them. That's one possibility. Um, Also watching out for water breaking too. So we mentioned that group beta strep, if you uh, are GBS positive, then it's important to come in time to the hospital to be able to get, or wherever you're delivering, to be able to get um, some antibiotics uh, before baby's born. And so that can factor into a decision about when to come. Sometimes, you know, it's not like the movies most of the time when we see water breaks and the baby is born, you know, outside of the restaurant on the sidewalk, right? I mean, that's just very <laughs> uncommon. So usually it's a slow leak, sometimes a big gush and then a slow leak. You can know because when you move around, um, amniotic fluid is a bit different than vaginal mucus, although it's very watery in the third trimester, starts leaking and each position change that you make, you kind of continue to leak. So that's another labor sign as well. But usually you go back to that contraction pattern. So if you haven't had any issues with vaginal bleeding, you just see that little bit of mucus or bloody show, and then um, maybe there's a little bit of leaking, you're having contractions, those are good times to call your provider. Yeah, absolutely. And then once you do and you head to the hospital and all is well, uh, as we kind of wrap up what the third trimester of pregnancy looks like, I think that it's important that we mention probably a term that, you know, you don't hear a lot, but the fourth trimester, you know, after baby, everything is changing again. Um, and it's important that, you know, we are taking care of ourselves um, from that point on too. Yeah, I think there's so much focus on labor and birth, and I know that there are other podcasts on this and so much information on it. And again, you know, birth plans are can vary from woman to woman, and your experience is going to be different than, than the next person. But as far as postpartum, that's also something, too, to consider, and we really do call it the fourth trimester. So in the U.S., we kind of have this idea that a couple weeks later, I should be Instagram-worthy and all ready to go, and um, and kind of back to my regular normal person pants, like you were saying. And yeah. Right? There's so much, uh, there's a lot of judgment, I think, that we have uh, as women on ourselves as far as kind of getting back to normal after a delivery. And even though volumes could be talked about as far as, you know, the first couple of days, um, we do know that really we need to take some time and notice that during the first two weeks, you know, feeling up and down and like you're saying, crying at commercials and, you know, that's such a function of, you know, lack of sleep and trying to get into a new routine, this very, very new normal. Um, But if things last longer than that into more of like the six week time period, then it's important to definitely talk with your provider at your postpartum visit. So usually for first time moms, you know, sometimes wanna see you earlier than two weeks so that we can help you with breastfeeding issues, um, understanding what's normal for as far as vaginal bleeding after delivery, all of those things can be talked about. But as far as self care and emotional care, you know, it's really important to have support people around you. Make sure that you have um, someone that you can call, someone that you trust, 
and maybe more than one person. And please delegate, delegate your stuff. When someone comes over with a cute outfit, you can say, hey, can you also do my dishes? Will you take my trash out? <laughs> you know, those things are all right to ask for because we all need support. There are times when we can be the support person and there are times when we need, need support. And that's where um, friends, family can come in. Also postpartum doulas are a thing as well. We hear about doulas, labor support people during, during birth, but there are postpartum doulas as well who can help out with those things. Yeah, and you know we we say it often here. I say it often here on the podcast. Um, you're not on an island. You know there are so many women going through so many of the the same things, similar things. You know everyone has a journey that they're going on with this uh, through pregnancy, after pregnancy, postpartum. Um, you know, and just to remind them that you're not alone when it comes to this and your feelings are valid and it's okay to think about yourself for a minute because I mean, like we mentioned, you know, before in a previous podcast talking about pregnancy, once you find out you're pregnant, it's like you forget about everything else and you just are constantly thinking about this human that you're growing and you're going to think about them now for the rest of your life. And you have to take that time to think about yourself too and to take care of yourself because you know the the healthier you are as a mom the better you are uh you know mentally and physically the better off your family's it's gonna true. be healthy mom doesn't just mean a healthy delivery and and a baby that's gaining weight it really does mean that the you're taking time for yourself that you have that like some self-care something in place that that helps you to feel like you're coming kind of getting back to this new normal and making sure that the people that are around you 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 trust and that you feel like you can rely on and that's something important to set up during the third trimester and and really see to be able to experience this fourth trimester in the most enjoyable way possible sleep when your baby sleeps do your best to be to go easy on yourself just be, be kind to yourself. You're a mom. We we have so much, we're in charge of so much change in the world. And let's make sure that the changes that happen for us are also happy and 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 healthy too. Yeah, absolutely. Aliyah Moses, thank you so much for being with us, talking us through the third trimester of pregnancy and what that looks like. And of course, just those important reminders of, you know, the things that we need to do as expectant moms and and taking care of ourselves um we so appreciate your time thanks so much and that concludes this episode of the baby your baby podcast thanks for joining me jade elliott and our guest for this week's baby your baby podcast if you have a topic that you'd like our baby your baby experts to discuss leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe baby your baby is a kutv2 news podcast and is sponsored by intermountain Healthcare. Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.